0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truths. My wife is going to be very happy with me today because I wore my Puerto Rico shirt. shirt. She loves it when I wear that Puerto Rico shirt. And I am very happy today because I have the best coffee mug of all time. There it is. (laughs) A gift from uh, Jeff and Carol Murphy, my Land of Liberty coffee mug that holds, for those of you that are listening and can't see this, holds about a gallon of coffee. So that's a good man-sized coffee mug. And believe me, there are days when I feel as if I need every drop of that coffee. Hey, we're in Revelation chapter 9, and we're talking about the seven trumpets. Remember, the seven trumpets have been revealed as part of the seventh seal. That was revealed at the beginning of chapter number 8. And we have begun talking about the fifth trumpet. And it's an interesting one because in the fifth trumpet, the Bible says a star has come down from heaven, and it's a person, a personage, and to this person has been given the key to the bottomless pit, hell. Uh, We have a picture of that in Luke chapter 16, don't we? When we see Lazarus uh, in Abraham's bosom, a great gulf, and the rich man in torment there in that place. And here in verse number one, let me just read it again. The Bible says, The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Remember I said last episode that bottomless uh, might not mean without a bottom from the standpoint of a linear direction, in this case, vertically down, uh, but could mean simply a globe. So in the inside of a ball, for instance, like the ball of the earth, there would not be a bottom. It would be bottomless. And many do believe that hell is in the middle of the center of the earth. Be that as it may, the Bible says in verse number two that this key given to this person uh, opened the bottomless pit, verse number two, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Almost like an eruption, like um, a volcanic eruption where the, the, the smoke and the, the, the spew of that eruption can affect the environment. We have uh, obviously seen that happen even in modern day. I remember the eruption of Mount Pinatubo, Pinatuba, Pinatubo. I think it's Pinatubo uh, there in the Philippines and how that affected the rain and the atmosphere and even darkening the earth. And that was just a, an, an eruption of one volcano. Can you imagine uh, the the... environmental impact that this will have upon the earth when the bottomless pit is open and the smoke uh, comes out and the sun and the air are darkened, uh, the breathing and the the, the light. And remember, one third of the, the day is already darkened. Remember back in a previous trumpet? One third of the night is already completely blackened. And now to exacerbate that, we have the smoke arising from the bottomless pit. That This is going to be a horrible day. But the smoke and the darkness is but a small deal compared to what comes out of this pit. This is horrific. Look at verse number three. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. So are these literal locusts like the insects? No, we're going to see. They're described as locusts, and oftentimes a marauding army would be described as a locust swarm. Why? Because they're great in number. And they're great in destruction. And nothing would be more destructive as a swarm in Bible days than locusts. And so uh, what is John seeing? He's seeing the, this great mass of locusts. And we're going to see a description of what kind of locusts they are here in a moment. And they come forth to devour and to bring pain and to uh, to dominate. Watch what happens in verse number And they're compared, by the way, in verse 3 to scorpions. And, of course, we know a scorpion can do great damage from the standpoint of its sting and pain that it causes. Verse number 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So it was commanded them. So... Um, even the destruction and the pain that is going to be caused by these horrific creatures is tempered by the commandment of God. Uh, They can only do what they're allowed to do. They can only do what has been permitted of them. The Bible says that they are not permitted to sting or to cause pain to, uh, to, to attack those that are sealed by God. So remember, we talked about the 144,000 uh, back in chapter number seven uh, that had the seal of God upon them. They are protected. So interestingly, uh, as, gr- as great a menace as they will be and as great pain as they will inflict, God is protecting his own in the midst of this. Verse number uh, five, the Bible says, and to them it was given that they should not kill them So they are to attack unbelievers, but they're not going to kill unbelievers. So they're they're given power to inflict great pain, torturous pain, but not not to kill. And the Bible says, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. So think about it. God has allowed these denizens of the bottomless pit to come out with all the smoke and the darkness and they're to go throughout all the earth. They're attacking unbelievers and they're bringing great pain upon them, torment, but they're not killing them. Wow. I mean, this is a dark, dark day, a dark, dark time. And then the Bible says in verse number six, and in those days shall men seek death And shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. So I don't know all that that verse means, but it seems to imply that people will will want to kill themselves. People will want to commit suicide. People would, would rather die than go through the pain that's being caused by these hideous creatures, and yet they will not be able to die. You know, even today, I'm told that there are certain kinds of cancers that cause such pain, like a bone cancer, for instance, or certain kinds of migraines uh, that cause such pain that uh, people just would rather commit suicide and be done with the pain than to continue on. Well, the Bible says the pain that these locusts will cause will be so profound that people will actually want to kill themselves, but will be unable to do so. They will be unable to end their own lives. Uh, They will live with this incredible pain and not be able to end it. That's the point. And if there's ever been a picture of hell on earth, it is this, because that's what hell is. Remember Luke chapter 16, the rich man He longed for relief. He longed for satisfaction. He longed for an end of the pain, but it could not and would not come. And that's what's going to happen here for these five months. People are going to want the end of pain. They're going to want the end of this, but it will not come. And of course, that in itself is even merciful because the ending of that pain would only introduce eternal pain. So these are Very, very sad days for unbelievers. The point is that by staying alive on planet Earth, as awful as that sounds, to be in this intense pain day by day, by week, by month, it's actually a part of God's mercy. Because by being alive on planet Earth, there's still the opportunity to turn to the living God. There's still the opportunity to respond to the gospel message that has been preached and no doubt that they have heard by this time. So while there's great pain, that pain itself is a, a megaphone in their lives to say, listen, turn to God. This is all of him and there's hope while you're living. So I don't view this necessarily even as great, great judgment as much as it is even a window of mercy for these people upon the earth. And that's the way we need to look at pain, even today, in a smaller sense. And that is, pain is God's megaphone, uh, a way by which God is speaking to say, pay attention to certain things and certainly turn your gaze heavenward and think about eternal things. Look at verse Uh, Number uh, seven, as the Bible now describes these locusts, verse seven, The shapes of the locusts were like unto horses, prepared unto battle. On their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold. Their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair as the hair of women. Their teeth were as the teeth of lions. They had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron, The sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Some have equated this description with the way John, who had never seen an attack helicopter, would describe a helicopter. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. It doesn't seem to fit because um, how would a helicopter inflict this kind of sting upon man? But maybe it is. Maybe it's chemical warfare. We don't know. But whatever it is, it is intense Judgment upon man that God is allowing. Verse number uh, 10, they had tails like scorpions. Uh, They were stings in their tails. Their power was to hurt men five months. We've talked about this. Verse number 11, and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name is is in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter. So, who is this king of the bottomless pit? Is this the devil himself? Perhaps, although scripture does not seem to indicate that the devil has been in hell. Hell is not the place where the devil lives. Hell is the place to which the the bottomless pit is the pay, the place to which the devil will go and be bound and and there for a thousand years. So it seems that this is a lesser uh, than Satan, but a great demon who has power in the bottomless pit. So what does that mean? That means that hell is a place of torment, but a place of 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 demons and a place of 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 awful persecution a place where there's principalities and powers and not a place you want to go and not a place that I want to go, a place of, of great destruction and hatred and evil, a place that's in every sense anti-God, anti-all that God is. The Bible says this is just one woe and yet two are still to come. And we're going to talk about them as the episodes unfold. That's all the time we have for today, but to join me again next episode and we'll jump into verse number 13 and we'll talk about the sixth trumpet and the woes that are still to come. Hope you have a great day today. Hope you think about the mercy and the grace of God, the peace that is yours because of Jesus Christ. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.